Hey, coconuts. Hey, coconuts. How are you, someone? I'm good. How are you, Meral? I'm good. How was your week? Um, my week was pretty chill. You know, um, I met up with a couple of people that I haven't seen like throughout the pandemic. So yeah, it's been a really long time. Uh, that was pretty nice. Um, you know, we're I'm trying to get back to uh, socializing <laughs> and you know, getting used to like humans. Um, yeah, it was nice. Uh, even though it was uh, like the group of girls that I met are like people I made friends with because my mom is part of like a bigger like kitty organization. Mm-hmm. I don't know right, what they're right. called. <laughs> so those <laughs> girls are like the daughters. And so, yeah. And I was like, before I like uh, met them the first time, I was like, oh, me stop making friends for me. And then like, turns out they were like really nice girls. So I'm glad she made friends for me. <laughs> so, yeah. It's like, deb- it's like debutantes, right? Like, oh, we're friends we're like in this little society and our daughters should be friends as well because they should be like us. that's so true <laughs> you're so right yeah but yeah like I, I'm gonna say overall it was a lot of fun like you know we talked about like history we talked about like a Palestine and stuff we talked about like um oh my god they actually uh they actually told me that the Bermuda Triangle is not dangerous anymore like things don't get sucked in anymore like people go and swim there <laughs> Yeah, I, I think I heard something like that, um, which is heck? weird because, like, I remember when I was a child, everything was going to the Bermuda Triangle. I mean, it was like, exactly. it was like the world's dumpster. Exactly. <laughs> like, oh, this oh disappeared. It's in the Bermuda Triangle. It was a cartoon thing as well. Like, oh, they're over the Bermuda Triangle. Everyone, brace yourselves. So yeah, no, wow. like it was like I was so like my mind exploded because my entire life I believed the Bermuda Triangle was like a ginormous like gravitational pull or something and it like stuck yeah. inside but like now what I'm thinking is that because of like you know tectonic shifts and like plates or whatever that 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 gravitational pull or whatever is probably like moved like it's not in the same area anymore maybe that's the logical explanation behind it or this whole thing was a conspiracy and there was never anything wrong with the Bermuda Triangle <laughs> so yeah that that also could be true I mean I'd argue that the the rest of the world has become Bermuda Triangle except for the triangle itself oh damn (laughs) that is so deep (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's because I hate everyone um (laughs) I'm sorry but we're all speaking uh, on this very positive (laughs) note that you've just gone on (laughs) my week was pretty good I mean just like you you guys talked about like late late hearted topics such as history and Palestine and Bermuda Triangle (laughs) I I met up with a few of my friends that I haven't seen um since since the pandemic started actually it's it's been ages mm-hmm. and uh, there there have been lots of updates lots of catch-ups and it's been nice it's been pleasant but I'm only meeting people who are like vaccinated because well, I'm trying to be safe yeah. um but yeah it was it was good I I've learned that a lot of people did not let the pandemic stop their their emotional growth <laughs> they haven't that's regressed <laughs> so so that's been good that's so good yeah um that was my fear for myself that like I don't know because I've been like on my own for like too long what if I forgot how to be social and like regressed into my childhood or some shit but like uh no we're okay we're fine yeah speaking of childhood what are we talking about today someone 
Ooh, we're talking about Inside Out. It's one of the best movies ever. Um, <laughs> by Pixar. <laughs> by Pixar, yeah. Pixar knows exactly what to do to make, like, to pull on your heartstrings and and also educate you. Like, honestly, their movies are amazing. Like, I feel like kids should 100% watch Pixar movies growing up. Like, for reals. <laughs> and adults, honestly. I, yeah, I'd encourage, like, that. adults to watch it as well because yeah, there, there's so much... <laughs> No, not because we're adults. I don't need I don't need society to justify you know what I'm watching. But um, but yeah, no, it's uh, it's definitely a good reminder. Like I I loved Inside Out for for that reason. Speaking of which, I'll just I'll give a quick summary, shall we? Under yeah. like three lines. Um, eleven year old Riley, an only child, moves to San Francisco with her parents, leaving behind her life in Minnesota. Obviously, it's based in the States. She and her five core emotions, fear, anger, joy, disgust, and sadness, struggle to cope with her new life. This is what Inside Out is all about. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I made a rhyme in no time. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> nice yeah you know uh some of the things that inside out did so 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 well was like explain uh in a very like simplified way like so kids can even understand how like your brain kind of works like they uh that's why like adults would really enjoy this movie too and like especially for like you like who's done psychology and i've rotationed in psychiatry as well so like you know it's very like um like I had a lot of fun watching it because like not only can yeah. I like you know enjoy it as a as like just a viewer I could also enjoy the medical aspects that they um were presenting like you know how uh there's like right in the beginning there's a scene where like um when Riley goes to sleep Joy goes like oh okay you know like time to move her short-term memory into her long-term which is true like right. it's a phenomenon that happens like whenever we sleep everything that you've done in the day like you know say you were studying say you were watching something uh that like is initially stored in your short term memory but like after you sleep it goes to your long term like you know so that process is real like so she that was symbolized so nicely and then also like you know the way they portray like the core memories that's yeah. another thing that's actually sort of real as well like you know um you know how they have like a hockey island a family island or whatever so technically all your memories do group together like that but like it's sort of like a tapestry though like it's not like a separate island or whatever but like you know so um say like if you have a memory of like with your family or whatever that does go in like a certain section in your head and then like you know then there's going to be like positive negative things around it like you know related to that and then other like aspects too like you know say you had a bad day in school at the same um day so that's going to come together in that tapestry as well so it's, it's just insane to see how well they like showed this and how correct mm-hmm. it was too so yeah like I like I loved it and then also that one scene where um uh I'm just gonna say this right now Bing Bong was the hero of this whole movie <laughs> um but yeah you know that one scene where he like takes them through the shortcut and they go through like abstract right. thought um and they like they abstract themselves or whatever that is also true because like you do have like this um um four stages sort of like of um abstract thought kind of thing where like you know you are like first you like imagine like you're building a building or something so the building is already like made but before it was made it was like two-dimensional like in a on a paper or like even before that it was fragmented because it was just like you know steel concrete blah blah blah, like in separate like areas but like even uh before that like when you start putting it together it's just like a random blob like it's not even a building like you know but like once it all comes together it becomes a building so it's really insane how they showed what abstract thought was in a 
comedic way but like it was true this is how it is so it's 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 a genius movie on so many levels that I just can't like I'm so impressed by Pixar (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah same I'm I'm very impressed and like in regards to abstract thought I initially like looking back at it now I feel like um do you remember The Good Place? Mm-hmm. Did you ever watch it? You yeah, know yeah. how Janet's Janet's void is like you go in and it's just plain like it's it's an it's abstract basically whatever you want is going to be there but yeah like in terms of that abstract thought was great like yeah. It was really visually pleasing but also educational. Yeah. Just to yeah just to educate its viewers on like on how it goes. Yeah. Yeah, um, I was going to say, and another thing that they really did so well was, remember how Bing Bong, he says that he goes through that shortcut all the time and nothing happens because mm-hmm. Riley was like 10, right? But like she had just turned 11, which is so amazing because abstract thought, like a, a child starts experiencing it or like learning how to use it is at 11. So it got turned on right then. And that was so smart too, like um, for them to show it like that because Bing Bong goes like, oh, like this has never happened before because like I've been going through it you know but like that's because she was a child then so like a child can't think abstractly they only have concrete thoughts then like you know they can right, only know right. what's good and what's bad and like blah blah, blah. Right, but like right, once right. they're like 11 12 13 they can they can have abstract ideas so that was like insane like I'm literally in awe of Pixar for like showing all of these things <laughs> Yeah. yeah dude they had psychology uh like psychologists consulting on the on the script and the and the design of inside out I remember like I remember reading up on that and I and I was so impressed and and I love that they did that because a lot of movies they try to explain psychology without actually having any knowledge about what you're trying to say so yeah like I feel like if I still had the choice because this came out in June 2015. By that time, I'd already like finalized what I was going to do my thesis and and everything had been approved. But I I wish like I could go back and do a thesis on this movie. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, speaking of the five emotions, so I'm just going to give a little brief summary of what each and each and every emotion um reflects. So we have joy, which so these are five core emotions. I mean, obviously there are subsections to whatever we feel, but these are the five core emotions that we run on. So joy is, um, she's the first emotion to manifest uh, herself or itself in Riley's head and does her best to help her human girl make happy memories. Now, throughout the movie, you see that that, um, joy is trying her best to remove sadness because she only wants Riley to be happy, which is kind of like the existential question, get me? Like, well, anyway, I'll touch upon that like later on once I give everyone's intro. But then comes our other, our second main character, which is sadness, and she brings a voice to melancholy and despair as a personification um, of sadness. And none of the emotions, not even sadness herself, understand why she exists. Like, do you get me? It's just it's one of those things. But it's also one of those th- uh, one of those um, questions. Like, why is there so much evil in the world? And, and, you know, the obvious answer is like, because there's evil in the world, we know what good is. 
Right. I mean, how would you know what's good if there if there's no bad? Mm-hmm. And and sadness is really important. Obviously, we'll we'll elaborate on this later on. Mm-hmm. Um, fear is a constant lookout for every possible danger that could befall Riley on its uh, on her first day of school or nightmarish clowns. I remember, like at one point, like when she was she was walking like a toddler. I think it was fear who was like in control to like make sure <laughs> that she doesn't step on a wire or or put or her put her fingers into plugs. Um, which kids love doing like why do they love doing that it's insane I know it's so weird like just stop <laughs> why are you actively trying to hurt yourself like, and then obviously there's a, like what attracts them to put their fingers the thrill. in the tiny <laughs> socket <laughs> the thrill I think they could smell the the anxiety on everyone else and then there's my favorite anger he does his best to protect Riley from injustices like no dessert you know and uh sassy disgust who's played by mindy kaling um she's always looking out for riley's best interest like making sure she doesn't wear tacky clothes or gets poisoned by the mysterious green substance known as broccoli yeah right i actually really like broccoli uh, that is so weird (laughs) what do you mean broccoli is so nice Oh my god, I I would like broccoli only when it's like really nicely salted, steamed, and with like ranch sauce or something. Otherwise, I cannot stand broccoli. Like, oh my god. <laughs> but no, no I, I, really, I love it. Um, yeah. Sorry, they do a really really good job in portraying those four, uh, like five uh, emotions as well. Like joy is like so bright, so like energetic, and then like sadness, yeah. just like flops. Just <laughs> like oh, I can't walk anymore. Like you know, <laughs> and it's so like she says. I can't remember the exact line but she says something like oh um like when she starts crying and Joy's like oh why are you crying she goes something like oh um crying helps me like slow down the pain so like something like that I was just like wow that is so cool. like you know when you're crying it time like kind of slows down and it makes you feel better yeah so yeah, yeah. yeah for sure I mean yeah, yeah we then, all need a good cry every now and then yeah <laughs> And then anger is like a block and then like his head explodes. Like I love the way they showed them and Disgust has like a oh little scarf God. around her and she's such a like a little princess kind of Sassy thing. Sassy girl. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The thing and is like fear. I love what I love about anger is like anger reminds me of Hades from Hercules. Right. Yeah. This is like after his little little like demons are buying the Hercules merch. <laughs> he just he blows his top off. It's so funny. I, I loved Inside Out, man. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then like yeah, fear is like a little noodle that's just like like you know so nervous. I swear they did such a good job with it. Insane. Yeah, 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 <laughs> for sure. Oh yeah. So um, someone speaking of like now that we're reflecting back on Inside Out, um, what do you think are like things that are really important to take from from Inside Out that apply to like, in your opinion, to like all the ages. Oh, okay. the demographics. <laughs> That's a good question. So, um, when I was like uh, looking up, like you know, researching for the this movie for this episode, um, the what they summarized as the four main points for the movie was um that um, happiness is not just about joy. Uh, don't mm-hmm. try to force happiness, and sadness is vital to our well being. And then, uh, lastly, my my uh, mindfully embrace rather than suppress tough emotions. So I think those four uh, points really sum it. Uh, up well like what they were trying to show us from this movie because ultimately like you know when joy and sadness go on that like whole like journey trying to get back to headquarters uh, 
and when joy finally like you know feels like sadness when bing bong like you know what happens with him oh my god the true hero what happens with him um like you know and she cries and she like realizes what sadness is and then she like looks yeah. at one of the core memories to see that like it was because of sadness that happiness happened like you know like her family mm-hmm. came to support her because she was sad that she had lost like a hockey game or something her friends came and supported her so she realized that like oh through sadness something good was born and so she understood that she was actually not the main like player in this game and that like mm-hmm. uh, sadness was equally as important as joy or any other of the emotions and like you know initially like you know like you were saying she tried to like keep sadness completely away like she drew a little right. circle and told sadness to stay inside <laughs> it oh my yeah. god like, that's and, like, hilarious read all those manuals which ultimately helped because then sadness yeah. was way around the whole like mind and stuff so yeah so that was like um basically the concept that they wanted us to understand that like oh you know um just to feel happiness you should understand what sadness is and you should feel sadness too and also like what was so important was that like the girl she had left her family in minnesota like you know and she had moved to san francisco so for her to feel sadness is good and normal and healthy and so joy was preventing her from like feeling those emotions and i guess that is what led to her like complete shutdown like you know you cannot always be happy like you know she said that when she's like ultimately finally started crying and stuff she was like oh like i miss my family and my friends my sports team and my like home and everything like you know so I like I think that was such a smart concept like to uh make people understand because you know we do um like you would know this too like um from like patients or like people that you've met that they sometimes people try to be happy all the time and if they feel like they're not happy then they just like fake it and they become really toxic happy like yeah, oh yeah. you know like uh no everything is great everything is gonna be perfect everything's fine yeah. like but inside you're like dying but you're suppressing that yeah. so that that's just it that, that's like to shut down yeah yeah go on. yeah that that's just it it kind of do you get me it could go one of two ways either you become so optimistic like blindly optimistic um and and you form this bubble around like like there's so much optimism that you're you're at the point of denial or you become completely apathetic right. you get me and then yeah. and then they're like the in terms of like psychology it's kind of like sublimation because you get me it's like a psycho um analytic defense mechanism in which people rechannel their unacceptable um impulses into socially approved activities so like when riley decides to try out for the new hockey team she experiences sublimation when she channels her inner anger into hockey playing but it's kind of like like it's good that you're channeling your emotions into other things but you need to address it mm-hmm. um I, I mean i know you i'm sure you've met people in your life who like because we i'm not going to say like you and i are like socially aware or whatever it's it's a process we're constantly under construction and we're constantly learning from our mistakes but i did meet someone um recently in my 20s who who never addressed her core emotions and she would lash out in in the most um terrible ways you know harming herself and the people around her and and it was then only like when she when she sought out therapy that she was just like I'm realizing now that I never addressed my my fears and my likes and dislikes that it's all coming out because do you get me like your your brain and and your hormones and everything is like your the chemicals in your brain are reacting to the situation the way you you want to react it's just that your mind needs to be on the same pace as your brain mm-hmm. so 
yeah it, it does get difficult because like for example if if someone's like screaming in my face now my normal reaction would be to sort of like scream back or you know ask the person to like shut up but not smile in their face or feel comforted because then it's kind of like okay I need to address why I feel so comfortable with a person yelling in my face like right, right. is this That's because so- I'm coming from like yeah it's it's just I feel like what Inside Out really taught us in in psychological terms is that it's always healthy to introspect mm-hmm. like we need to we need to address certain things and in regards to like ha- like joy and, and sadness I feel like it's really important to sort of um, experience all these different things. Like last, like I said, I already, I, f- I met a few of my friends uh, after lockdown, but I met some of my friends that, that I hadn't met in a really long time. And I've always had a, I had a bad history with them. And one of my friends asked me, she's like, Meryl, if you're never comfortable with this person, why did you meet? And I was like, the thing is, I went to give her the benefit of the doubt and see if she'd like grown up, but also it's because I have such toxic friends sometimes that I know what positive friends, who the positive friends in my life are. So it's, it's like, it's a balance. You, you need to know the worst to know who the best are as well. Get me? Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 But speaking of Bing Bong, I know we're all really upset (laughs) about what happened to him (laughs) and his ultimate demise, but did you ever have imaginary friends? Um, that is a really good question. And I'm so sorry, Coconuts, but I actually don't think I ever had an imaginary friend. But I will say that I did have, um, I used to uh, have a lot of soft toys that I used to like, keep on my bed, like they would sleep next to me and stuff when I was a like baby, obviously, (laughs) I don't have them now. Lies, (laughs) lies, lies. I imagine that those were like my comforting like things or whatever though I didn't see them as imaginary friends like I don't think I used to talk to them per se but I did feel comforted by them so I did have like some kind of dependence on something like you know and then also I had a very unhealthy relationship with my blanket I literally (laughs) would not be able to sleep anywhere if I didn't have my blanket like I remember my mom like always tells this story like um we were in like Switzerland or something like they were on their like uh, you know second honeymoon but I was there obviously (laughs) and then like um so my mom forgot my blanket in the hotel room and I (gasps) according to her like she was pregnant with Sana and I cried like no tomorrow I wouldn't walk I wouldn't do anything like you know they had to like carry me my mom was like she was like so pregnant and I was like sitting on top of her belly because I just I just was not gonna be okay without my blanket so I had like an unhealthy attachment to my blanket <laughs> oh no <laughs> what do I well, do I'm, I'm... <laughs> did you have imaginary friends I did. The thing is, um, and, and I was talking to someone about this earlier, and, and kids tend to have like imaginary friends till the age of seven. Mm-hmm. The thing is, I feel like I had an imaginary friend after, um, I want to say after the sixth grade, up until the age of 18. <laughs> no, it's <six laughs> so like right oh after. Uh, yeah. No, wait, it started from the sixth grade up until the yeah. age of 18. Oh, no way. Yes, yes. Then you just had yeah, a yeah, yeah. Zen attached to you, bro. <laughs> you just... No, I didn't. I didn't. I, he had a personality. He had things. One of my friends also had uh, one of my friends. <laughs> she also had an imaginary friend and his name was Jake. Ooh. and uh yeah this and like um so she was she was really she was new to KSA and, and 
um, she was from Australia and I remember like I'd talk to uh, I'd talk to her and I'd be like oh listen I have an imaginary friend as well and she's like really what's his name so I was just like I love that you know it's a guy <laughs> his name is Joe and the thing is up until then Joe just had a personality but after the age of 15 um, I'm ashamed to say that he started to look a lot like Daniel Radcliffe from The Prisoner oh of Azkaban. God. I love it. I love it. So you actually yeah. have a big boyfriend. Basically, <laughs> I, I guess. But yeah, Joe Joe pops up every now and then um, mm-hmm. whenever like I feel like talking to someone and mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, who do I speak to? Because the thing is, I love talking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I'll talk to inanimate objects as well. So it's, um, but yeah, I had an imaginary friend, but it wasn't, it wasn't some someone as creative and awesome as Bing Bong. Like yeah, my exactly. mine was just like a dorky dorky guy. Yeah, um, <laughs> with a personality. So- it's so like awesome the way our minds work like you know up until the age seven having an imaginary friend is quite normal like you know it, it's actually more healthy for kids to have it because you know it allows them to um develop like social skills because they practice mm-hmm. on their imaginary friend then like you know like imagine if you want to like uh talk to somebody in the, your kindergarten class or and you're nervous but you like because your imaginary friend is with you you can practice with them and then they can yeah. practice like you know confrontational like moments or something like imagine if they're angry because their parents are shoving broccoli in their mouths <laughs> so, like tell their imaginary friend like oh i you know like i hate my parents they're making me do this and like you know it just it it, it's actually very therapeutic to have like imaginary friends so and mm-hmm. I can understand in like um your situation uh to have an imaginary friend till this long like at that age or whatever because like there are certain yeah. like very stressful like triggers in those like age ranges like you know but like hormonal changes and then just like yeah, the yeah, yeah. Of being a teenager the angst and whatever <laughs> oh I'm angsting yeah. I'm angsting yeah, yeah so, that, like, that's the thing important. yeah like, it allowed you to become like a well like rounded person because like whatever your emotions like that were too much like you know too angry or too sad you could just discuss it with an like uh, an imaginary person that you created in your head you know so that's pretty yeah yeah that's just it yeah because like the thing is um it was during that period that I was very um I didn't trust a lot I think I only started trusting people after the age of 18 Mm -hmm. and it was also like Joe kind of came about like after I was bullied because the thing is I had become isolated like I remember this girl man if I ever meet her I'm going to tell her she was a toxic human being she once had a disagreement with me in class because I think like um I got a question right or something and like the boys in my class were bullying me like in Jadna International School it was mostly like it was mostly boys and and like less girls like when the ratios was like it was four girls 14 boys right so obviously like the guys are like bullying me and they'd make fun of the girls if they were hanging out with me so this girl comes up to me and says the words oh I don't want to be your friend anymore you know what just go home and like if you remember my number can you like forget about it and like you know what like go home and like uh, erase my number from your diary because I don't ever want you to call me ever again and I was like and I just took it I was like okay fine um but then we reconnected in the summer (laughs) once the school year was over but it's just it was pretty toxic so yeah I I can yeah but I tried to tell her that you thought that like that was very rude and like you know even though bro um okay you forgave her fully yeah (laughs) that's just it like we were kids you should at one point just mention it not in a negative way but just be like you know that was kind of hurtful and um but like I'm glad that we've moved past it and you've changed I yeah, hope. the thing is <laughs> the thing is I haven't seen or heard from her in so long 
I don't even know where she is anymore, but it's kind of just like, why hold on to the grudge? I mean, like, it's just funny. Like, this is something I would want to laugh about with few, with my future children or any children that are, that are around me so that they can learn to not say this kind of stuff um, mm. or how to receive it like later on. But it's just, it's funny stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyways, if I ever see her walking down the street, I'll kill her. So thank you for <laughs> that story. And so will the rest of the coconuts. <laughs> Great. <laughs> we created an army. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Guys, no. We are peacemakers, not the ones in the Hunger Games. We're actual peacemakers. Okay. Let's be hippy dippy. <laughs> what are your thoughts on the on the orbs um or the little like spheres that had all the memories stored in them like different colors I like okay like I was saying in the beginning I honestly think it's brilliant because like it is like your neurotransmitters and like all of those things that store these memories yeah and it's literally in my mind even when I was studying I would presume it to be like a little ball like you know and that's how they showed it I am just in awe like I cannot even yeah. I thought that was really great like yeah I would I do see it like that and also you know how they have like those memory like erasers or whatever and they, yeah like, yeah, they yeah. Them, uh, you know like I believe that too like because um I remember like back in the day that I'm a Barbie girl song used to be like freaking stuck in my head always and then like now I don't remember it like that but like once in a mile a while it'll like pop in my head so like I totally yeah. get it like you know how he was just trying to like f with them and he sent that um uh, like chewing gum ad back into the memory <laughs> and then the anger would get so triggered by it every time he would accidentally play it <laughs> that's the thing I think that that's my brain with like chicken wing chicken wing hot dog and bull everyone hates it when I start singing that song oh my yeah. god <laughs> I can't remember what what it would be for me but like sometimes I do have that like um you know that ad in Pakistan for limu pani limu pani I sometimes have that playing in my head <laughs> I remember in Pakistan there was this ad um for chicken and it was for like these little chicken pieces uh I'm forgetting the company's name but it's really well known in Pakistan and like the ad that first came out was just 10 years ago because this was easily 10 years right. ago it's like stop it <laughs> Mix it, toss it, flop it. <laughs> it's just I like this is just, it. <laughs> it's just like, it's oh my stuck God. in my head because th- they were trying to advertise that you know if you like fry these these little chicken pieces you can put them in anything anything. Right, right. So <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, you know what? Another thing that was really interesting. Uh, you know how when they were going on the train of thought and there was like a section that was taking um that had like the sub conscious um like memories and then the conscious or whatever and how like they like switch the subconscious into the conscious when they tried to wake Riley up like they made the clown guy go into the dream thing yeah so it came yeah, 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 her, yeah. like you know mind and it like freaked her out or whatever that's also very interesting because there's so many like when you dream you generally dream about like subconscious things that are like in the back of your mind or whatever but then all at sometimes like you know you can have like like memories just come up like that and they can mm-hmm. um you know just like interject your dream cycle or whatever and um I thought that was really cool too so like honestly they had really good professionals on the movie because everything that they did was very accurate so um yeah also um did we talk about the end of the movie yet (laughs) no we didn't (laughs) (laughs) um So I was going to just like mention how like how important the sadness element was, because when Riley like 
runs away and like she stops like feeling anything like when she runs like tries to go back to Minnesota and she's sitting in the bus and she stops feeling everything like that they're like uh, feeling emotion board gets like all burnt up and stuff and they couldn't access anything um and then even when joy finally makes it back to the headquarters she can't do anything either uh, i felt like i thought that was so like amazing when she like make made sadness do it because like when you stop feeling everything and you just can't feel anything because you're so hurt and you're so like sad you need that you need to actually feel your sadness to get over something so terrible and so once she started feeling her sadness yeah. she realized that oh my god i love my family i love my you know parents like i need to go back like um so yeah and then she like jumps out of the bus and she goes back home and she like finally confronts with her parents like oh you know i've been trying to be your happy girl i've been trying to be like really joyful or whatever but like i can't like you know i miss my family so much and then her parents were saying the same thing like oh we miss our family so much i mean we miss our life back home so much as well and the the way they hugged and it became a mem- a core memory that was both colored uh, like it was like yeah. blue and gold uh, oh my god i thought that was so good so um yeah they ended the movie so well like i love that little scene that they had also i love um you can talk more about this as well uh how they show the little like creatures in the mom's heads as well like you know they're all like <laughs> with glasses and they're just so like uh chilled out and then the dad it's, he's like watching a football game yeah that that I love that representation. I love that our core emotions represent what we are because we are our emotions. Yeah, I me mean, like if I'm if I'm suppressing my sadness then it does it it's probably going to come out in terms of anger um or to get me like it's like you're a volcano like you will erupt at some point and like and same thing like if I if I let anger be in control all the time I will probably be one of those people who are just like you know like not catharsis in the sense that you know like I'm I'm channeling my anger out into something positive but in fact like punching people around I'm like oh this damn bird oh my god how dare you like chirping at me slap slap but um yeah like we are our emotions basically so once and and it shows honestly like you know sometimes you look at people and you know that they're at peace my god dude i need to say something and i don't work for this person anymore but i need to say it so there's this uh, this psychologist that i was working for and the thing is it was so obvious that she used to suppress things and like you'd see her face and and someone i couldn't i couldn't make eye contact with her Right. Because her eyeballs would like move like I would look at her face and I could feel anxiety pouring into my soul. Right. And I was like, how is this woman a therapist? But I mean, oh she God. was she was a really good therapist Um, in, in other terms. But yeah, it was quite obvious. And like and I remember whenever we'd have like our meetings, um, she would talk about how she's not addressing her own emotions, which needs to be addressed yeah how was she so. licensed then like um, that's, <laughs> that's the thing bad. she wasn't we found out later she wasn't oh, okay. but that yeah that's tea for another day but like no she's she's doing well now alhamdulillah but um yeah i i really liked it i also like how they ended inside out with her turning into a teenager oh yeah yeah um, but do they click the button? Do they press puberty? No, right? Or no, 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 no. Okay, yeah. They don't. They that don't, was they so don't. funny too. And discusses like, what is puberty? They're gonna be in for a surprise when they click that one. I love. Oh my god! And it's gonna go on forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh my gosh, you know, another really funny moment was when she uh, bumps into that boy and he drops his bottle and she like picks it up and gives it back to him. And like they show yeah. the inside of his head and all the emotions are just running around like crazy. But like, it's imagine. true. Like, I do feel like that that happens. Mm-hmm, yeah. yeah, I feel like that happens. I mean, that that's happened to me. Mm-hmm. I remember when I was in middle school and like, and this person that I had sort of liked, um, his, his locker was next to mine. Whenever he'd come by, I was just like, I'd be like stuck. Like I couldn't talk. <laughs> he probably thinks I was so stupid. Oh, no. <laughs> but I was a very smart person. I swear in my own skin. Um, yeah. yeah, fun times. <laughs> I, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> okay. So what was your favorite part of the movie? Like, what would you say like, uh, that like resonated with you the most? Like, what would you consider your favorite part? Bing bong. Bing bong. <laughs> yeah. why don't you tell us a little well, bit about I think, bing bong like tell us his i part. think no no not not just that actually i uh i want to change my answer i think it's when joy realized how important sadness is oh yeah true true because like if you think the thing is it, i yeah. joy was very toxic in the beginning like she was really bossy and stuff but like once she realizes it um when she realizes that she's not the boss and it was actually like all the emotions need to work together kind of thing I think mm-hmm. that was like yeah it was really important yeah like I I like that it was very fluid by the end um I remember I watched Parasite recently with my with my siblings and the father even though he was kind of like all over the place his son was really concerned because he was kind of like joy as well. He just wants everyone in, his, in their lives to be like super happy. It's a really good movie, dude. You need to watch Parasite. Mm-hmm. But the father said this uh, this thing because there was so much happening and they were losing control. And um, he asked his dad, he's like, what are we going to do? And the father just, he's, he looks up to the sky and he's just like, the best plan is to have no plan. Let the pieces fall in place, you know? And uh, I mean... That being said, 12 hours later, their entire family was just thrown into a whirlwind of, of tragedies. But, um, but it was interesting how, how he was above all of it. Because the thing is, like, like I really like sadness. <laughs> I can't express enough. Like, I know people who are like sadness, who kind of even look like sadness. But it's just like, it's because that they're there in my life that I know what to, what to be grateful for. Mm-hmm. And for me to, like, be there for them um like helps me realize how how tell me how sensitive we are how how fragile all human life is it's just it's interesting that you could be thrown off by like one emotion because think about it if I'm angry Mm -hmm. right and as a as a teacher if I'm if I'm angry and I take it on my student Mm-hmm. and my student gets like my students get really upset and they go home and they're all older sisters they take it out when they're young it's like it's like a domino effect get me right, right. so yeah. but if I'm if I if I acknowledge the fact that I'm angry about certain things but I'm going to take a break and work on something else that'll make me happy or turn into something productive then yeah it, it makes a difference yeah. <laughs> what about you what was what was your favorite part of the movie um I I okay so for me like honestly all the things that I was talking about like just the ideas that they uh incorporated you know like the core memories uh the family dynamic all of that like I really appreciated that she had a very healthy childhood like her parents were very loving and very caring I I thought all of that was really nice um 
like I can't think of like one moment that I would say would be my favorite but like definitely the moment that made me tear up and like feel the most like in pain was the bing bong moment because like I just feel so sad for like the fact that when as we get older there are certain things in life that we don't need anymore like you know like imaginary friends or like um at some point like you know when we're like teenagers we start rebelling against our parents and stuff uh, I feel like this is how everything must feel like you know the things that we started leaving behind in life um yeah how like bing bong like made this like ultimate sacrifice like you know by staying in that like memory dump area and says that like oh for me take riley to the moon oh my god i can't like i'm gonna cry right now <laughs> and it just makes me I'm so sorry there's like uh people in the world that are like that in our lives like you know that have helped us when we were younger and stuff but like we don't like you know because I moved from Saudi Arabia as well there's so many people that I haven't seen again and I always like think about their lives like how are they like you know uh, yeah like so this this is what that moment made me feel that as we get older we do leave certain parts of us behind such as like imaginary friends our relationship with our parents etc like you know but then you know what once we hit like 20 we regain our relationship with our parents yeah yeah so that's good. <laughs> but um, yeah, so th- that part is one of my favorites. Yeah, it, it is. It's true. Like there are certain like even th- it's like what you just said, like, yeah, I mean, there are certain people that we that we've to get me like it's it's not like they're they're any less important or something but yeah depending on like our our current stage in life and stuff it it does tend to happen that like, you know, for example, I've I've outgrown certain friendships or I've outgrown certain certain people who who definitely meant a lot to me like I know that there are certain people that did so much for me when I was a child but now as an adult I'm not I'm not looking at them as as you know supporters or as people as mentors I'm looking at them as humans and and the one thing that I really liked about Inside Out which is which is something that I wish everyone would acknowledge is that everyone makes mistakes right you know like um an open communication is key like if if you're like when the mom asked when Riley's mom asked Riley to be her happy girl it was kind of like you know it would have been it would have been better for her to sort of tell Riley that Riley I'm really sad but let's try to be happy over here let's let's try making new memories and stuff because communication is is honestly key like because no, uh, then you grow up yeah sorry I was gonna say but one thing though the mom actually didn't say you should be my happy girl she said I'm so glad that you are my happy girl which my is happy girl yeah, yeah which is kind of again like a better statement for a mom to make as opposed to saying that I want you to be happy or whatever because mm-hmm. um uh, she was actually complimenting her for like you know um being yeah happy. Uh, stay like but that. that's just but, it. but you're right yep. though like you know she should have been like oh but I'm also sad I'm sad and yeah like, so this is what's going like through. admit your your own fault and like your you know your shortcomings because then that that makes a that makes a world of a difference because the thing is like we grow up and thinking that I mean this is not I'm not directing it towards anyone's parents or anything but we grow up thinking that the adults in our lives are you know the the knowing (laughs) the people who know and that the youths are are silly and they don't know and and it's just like no you know like even as you grow older you realize that there's certain I mean I know my sister's friend is 21 years old okay she's 21 that's the same age our brothers are Mm -hmm. um you're yeah and uh and she says certain things that I learned from and and I'm so much older than her but it's just 
it's it's nice to know that you can learn at every single age like we're always a student I mean like this is why I keep saying like all constantly under construction like there's no way um we're fully constructed yeah but yeah it's like open communication like just communicate the fact that like oh you know what this sucks Mm -hmm. but let's try to do this this and this instead like it'll be cool which is something I really liked in Ginny and Georgia um I really liked I liked how Georgia's I liked her parenting style like she she told her teenager this is like it was her birthday and she was being really grouchy and she made her a cake and she stuffed her face in it she was like this is for you being rude <laughs> <It's> perfect <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> I mean granted they only have like 15 years uh between them which is like she could have been her older sister yeah. but it's 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 fine yeah. she's like oh happy birthday you freak or happy birthday you grouch or something but um yeah. yeah, I thought that was pretty healthy. <laughs> People might argue, but I think yeah. her parenting style is great. <laughs> I so. I never watched that show, but like I don't know if I would. I don't think. Um, I don't think. Uh, Dude, I recommend you watch it because there's a character called Joe over there. I think my imaginary friend has been turned into an actual character on a show. <laughs> no way. Okay. <laughs> That's so so yeah. Um, I was just gonna say, like, I think that you cannot be, like, too friendly with your child, like, too, uh, but I don't know, I guess maybe that would Boundaries, happen. boundaries yeah, are important. I feel like at some point you do need to set some boundaries because, uh, yeah, you, I don't know, just for their, like, emotional growth and stuff. <laughs> just yeah, yeah, get true stability that. And, like, uh, yeah, at some point you need stability in your life, dude, so your core memories and everything develop properly, and you can become yeah, a well-adjusted yeah. human. <laughs> <laughs> but I argue, are any of us well-adjusted? <laughs> no, that's true. <laughs> we have yeah. a lot of uh, we have a lot of our own baggage, <laughs> <laughs> invisible baggage, but it's there. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. <laughs> Um, you know what one of the other things that I kind of like uh, really appreciated that they showed us you know how like when um, when sadness and joy and bing bong get out of the abstract reality it takes them like a while for for them to become like normal again that's mm-hmm. another thing that like a lot of parents uh, need to know that like imagine if like your kids are playing a lot of like playstation or video games or whatever you should actually like uh, after they're done playing that after they have screen time they should like transition into like you know maybe do some kind of meditation or something and then mm-hmm. transition back into their normal reality because if you don't then that like craziness of that playstation game or whatever can like just go into your normal everyday reality so you yeah yeah need to take a moment and transition back oh into reality so that is like really crazy too that they showed it and um parents should know that that if their yeah. kids are watching a lot of like superheroes yeah, yeah. they should transition to reality before they like you know uh, are able to be normal again because yeah they'll yeah. start jumping off couches and punching people then you know yeah you know what I used to do when I used to play a lot of GTA um with my brother we'd be in the car and, and like you know if like, the car would like stop because someone's like walking by but, like just drive over them just, <laughs> right. just drive yeah. They'll, yeah they'll hurry up and I still do that like yeah. even even today I was with my friend <laughs> and she had to like hold on to my shoulder because I was like walking into the street no care whatsoever but yeah yeah, it's, uh, it's, yeah why do the GTA pedestrians do that like come on at least look right yeah they walk right? exactly <laughs> they don't 
<laughs> and uh dude i remember one of one of my friends um he he said he was watching the show but the re- like he was only watching it because he wanted to finish it off so he was watching it on 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 like the double the speed time like he he had increased the speed and he's like and i would like stop the show and then i'd talk to my mom and i'd wonder why is she talking so slowly <laughs> It was so comical, but then like I would call it. I'd be like, blah, 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 blah. and he's just like, "See, this is, but this is the speed that I just heard the show in." So that's so crazy. Yeah. yeah. So this transition time is very important too. Like people yeah, need to yeah, realize sure. that they have to transition back into reality. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Gosh. So, so I guess we recommend this, uh, yeah. like a Bible for like parents and for kids, mm-hmm. so, like just to like understand how to like you know deal with your emotions, and then for mm-hmm. parents how to like have open communication, how to be supportive, and like if changes happen in your life, like you know you shift somewhere, you just have to work a little bit harder. Like you know you have to actually build that relationship a bit more. You can't get like too busy at that moment because uh, your sure. kids need you the most, and you cannot expect them to be like happy all the time. Of course, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Kid, kids are also human beings. They're they're flawed, but so are parents. And yeah, uh, yeah I, so we recommend Inside Out five out of five, eh? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. We have oh five coconuts out of five coconuts. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of like Pixar and stuff, like what would you say are your like top three Pixar movies? <gasps> oh my god, I love that you asked me this question. Um, I would say Brave. Mm, okay. Okay. Yeah. And even though I see the thing is, I believe ants are 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 the devil's worshippers. I hate them. They're everywhere. I hate ants. But a bug's life was really good because and the reason why it, it was great. But the reason why I hated a bug's life was because it demanded that I have empathy for ants. And I don't want to have empathy for ants, bro. They're everywhere. <laughs> I don't like ants. And uh, yeah, obviously the Incredibles. Oh, right. Yeah. I must use ink. There's so much. There's so much. But yeah, yeah. what about you? What were okay. your top three? Um, okay, so for me, um, okay, this movie is a bit underrated, even though like it's kind of new. Like I think it came out in 2000, uh, 2019 or 2018, mm-hmm. one of those. But I really like Onwards it like portrays the relationship with between two brothers and like their father had like passed away you know so like it just yeah. like it's oh my god it's such a good movie because you just have to watch it Merle promise me you're gonna watch it I will watch it I will watch yeah, it so onwards <laughs> is really good and then I I obviously like I love up up was like one of the nicest mm-hmm. movies ever 100% agree yeah. yeah and then um uh thirdly at Coco um that movie was so 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 good and it was so sad and it was just like a really really amazing movie that's also a really good movie and then obviously Inside Out like I love it yeah yeah of course yeah. and Soul we just re- oh, yeah, we just reviewed Soul, Soul last year Soul yeah, was amazing Soul. that's just it I, I love how Pixar like yeah you're you're right what you said initially just to sort of like wrap it up but that that yeah Pixar Pixar does pick content that tugs at your heartstrings mm-hmm. get me like toy story even like i mean who hasn't cried or like wiped a tear away right. from like after watching toy story you know yeah. so yeah and finding nemo listen have you heard of the con- conspiracy with finding nemo no what okay okay so you know you know the dad his name was like melvin maybe yeah the clown um, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 the clownfish now you know how like um so like the theory is nemo never existed oh god oh my god because nemo like means psychological <laughs> academia yeah because 
So, because <laughs> yeah. Nemo in Latin means uh, no one, right? So, and and Melvin's like we we already know that his his wife and most of his children were like you know killed. Yeah. Um, and and only Nemo survived, but but the theory is that Dory doesn't actually have short term memory loss. She's just being a good friend. Uh huh. Um, trying to not tell him that like you know Nemo doesn't exist. It's all in your head. And this whole thing is just for him to be like, it's like therapeutic. But there's looking a part for two. a child. Okay. There's a part two. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Therefore, this theory has been debunked. <laughs> debunked. <laughs> yeah, but it's interesting. Like, if you think about it. Yeah, it is um, interesting, though. That is pretty cool. Um, yeah. Marlon, yeah. sorry, not Melvin. Marlon. Who is, who is Melvin? I don't know who Melvin was. He was a character. It's one of the movies as well. <laughs> one of the movies. I'm not sure. <laughs> Dude, a, a one thing about Soul, though, like, that I still just cannot, like, get over, and I feel like it's just really impacted me, is that, like, um, I'm so afraid of, like, you know how, like, when he was in that area where he was, like, watching his whole, like, life, like, you know, he was seeing himself sitting in a restaurant, and he was, like, sad, and then he was, like, seeing himself uh whatever and he goes like oh I just I wasted my life and when he says that mm-hmm. to 22 I'm just so scared that like I like if I ever walk through like my life in in a hallway or whatever I don't want to be I, I don't want to say anything yeah like you know but then that's, that's just it it's perspective dude like yeah, do you I mean like if you perspective yeah because I mean if if okay. yeah sorry I was gonna say no, they no, didn't no. show that like you know because um in his mind like what like in reality when he was actually sitting in that restaurant he was actually enjoying the pie a lot like you know he was having a really good day like you know but like when he saw it retrospectively like from after being dead or whatever he saw that it was just a lonely man sitting there but like it's it is about perspective because like because yeah. he himself was sad at that moment like oh i'm not yeah. alive anymore yeah it is uh someone like regarding soul it is it is all about perspective but this is what i liked about about Pixar because you get you have a chance to like sort of like reflect and actually like deeply evaluate different things because even though he had a music for like he had a love for music and stuff but the thing that he was doing was he was he was putting not putting but but showing love of music to other children and and they were growing up to pursue their own dreams and he was sort of like you know giving them the confidence to do whatever they wanted to do and pursue it so I like that yeah I I would like that yeah he didn't realize the difference between spark and purpose basically and so he didn't realize that um him teaching music could be like is sort of like his purpose slash spark like you know but um Yeah. yeah like he put too much focus on him being like a musician as opposed to like also being a teacher and stuff and then appreciating that gig that he had like you know of being a teacher um yeah. yeah honestly soul was a really really good movie too i feel like for soul um it was a slow burn kind of thingy like i think yeah um, i think the first time like it I sits started, with you yeah the first time i started watching it i didn't appreciate it as well but like when i think about it i'm just like oh my god this movie was so freaking deep like it was so serious yeah it it gets better and better after every thought and yeah. uh with inside out i think like you know years later i mean this it came out in like 2015 yeah and it's going to be 7 years old this year well 7 years old now exactly because it came yeah. out in june um yeah right. it's i think it's 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 aged well and it's definitely yeah. something that everyone can like watch and and relate to because exactly. it does make you think of life regardless of what generation you're from right right yeah yeah yeah. you're right the spark never ended for that movie like it's always going to be relevant and it's always going to be important to watch 
for sure. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. So, Simon, what are you drinking today? <laughs> so, um, <laughs> I'm having a cup of coffee. Um, I made it like using those sachets. So it's like yeah. caramel latte, but honestly, like they never taste that good. I don't know if you've noticed those like I have, sachets I have. aren't that good. Maybe with milk, but this is with water. And so, yeah, it doesn't taste that great. So, yeah, I'm sipping on that slowly because I don't like it. <laughs> 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 I'm having chamomile tea because uh, as our coconuts would know, it only wakes me up, doesn't calm me down whatsoever, whereas coffee puts me to sleep. I don't know why. So strange. <laughs> I am so strange. Yeah. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, before it before it ends, like uh, before we end, I wanna I wanna ask the coconuts, and and I'd love it if people left comments um on our Instagram for this question. Do you guys ever just like go quiet, and the first thing that pops in your head is like Shakira, Shakira? Because <laughs> <laughs> this this keeps happening to me. I'm oh just, my like, god! Like I'll be quiet and be like. Shakira, Shakira. <laughs> oh my god, it's like that thing from Inside Out, the gum, the commercial for the Trident chewing gum, <laughs> the song that would just keep popping in her head. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, yeah, yeah. that is yeah, that's exactly what's happening to you. Yeah, dude, the the chewing gum song. <laughs> yeah. And then like in Soul where she where she plays with the Knicks when like when they're in the oh, zone yeah. and 22 just goes like, "Oh, I've been messing with this team for a year." <laughs> it's it such a like it's such a it was such a slap. Like, I, mean, yeah. I loved it. It was, such it was a, yeah. so perfect. It was such a good joke. Honestly, yeah. Pixar A+. Plus. <laughs> a+. Plus. <laughs> All right. All right, All right then someone see you in the next one. All right. Bye, coconut. Sure. Bye, coconut. Bye.